3: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Sports Jammy Jam with Rancid Phil and the Nunchucks. You're Rancid Phil and I'm the Nunchucks. I'm Rancid Phil and are the Nunchucks. Uh, I'm just really scraping the bottom of the barrel with my, uh, my names at this point. Sorry about that.
1: Next week it's going to be, you're listening to episode 112 with Brandon and John.
3: I know, yeah. It's not going to be good. Uh, but this is episode 111, so thank you for the accuracy there. Uh, I'm Rancid Phil. Uh, I'm here, uh, recording live at Legends, um, draft night with John. Hi, John. How's it going? And my drafting buddy, Dylan. Hi, Dylan.
4: Hi, sportive listeners.
3: And drafting buddy's brother, Ian.
4: Hey, how's it going?
3: So, um...
1: As it turns out, it's been like 85 episodes since Dylan was on the podcast the last time.
4: Yep. It has been a while. Oh, yeah,
1: you'll totally be in the normal rotation. And then we forgot about poor Dylan for like
4: two years. I, I was pretty sure it was because that night I said the one thing the Wolves won't do is draft Shabazz, and then they drafted Shabazz. So <laughs> I figured you just didn't want my sports takes. Just been stewing over that for two years. Too Why accurate. They say they wouldn't draft uh, yeah. Shabazz. Too fucking accurate. Stupid. Get Stupid. out of here. People don't forget.
3: We have no need for accuracy here. Um, no, uh, Dylan and I, we don't uh, see each other too often these days, but we always seem to get, our, get together on draft night. It's been many years, right, that we've hung out
0: yep,
3: um, for draft night. We were, what was the first, was the, the first draft was not the, the infamous night, was it?
4: I don't think so. I think there was probably a year before, so I'm either with, usually with you or my brother, so okay. this is kind of weird.
3: Well, now everybody's everybody here. Yeah. the infamous night that I think everybody who's listening probably knows was the, that fateful evening when David Kahn drafted, uh, what's his name again? I, I don't remember. John Flynn. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Flynn was drafted. Um, we were at the draft party. We were standing about 20 feet from the stage when it was announced, and he came out, and I just will never forget. You're going to love Johnny Flynn. And we were like, Boo! We were very loudly, loudly Did booing. Did everyone
1: boo or were there some tears and some booing? I, every, everybody booed. I think I was shot in shock. Still we trying would to just, figure we out couldn't what believe
3: it. Because Rubio had just happened a second before and we were high fiving and going, oh my God, Rubio and Curry. And we knew that, I mean, we thought that was for sure the pick. We're like, oh man, we're already thinking about, like, can they play together or not? Like, I. They're both kind of skinny, or is one of them going to be good defensively? How do we do this? He's not going to be around for we're already, like, playing out that scenario in our heads. So, that made it hurt so much more when Johnny Flynn was drafted. Like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Not only was it, like, a different guy that, like, still is the same problem of the same position, it's an awful player. So, yeah, we were sad about that. That was the most amazing thing about that.
1: Not that they drafted two guards. It was... I, you know, you could see, all right, they drafted Rubio, then they draft some other giant Steph or something like that because we're going to get our Stockton Malone. They definitely would have said Stockton and Malone at that point. Sure. Because that's what David Kahn would do. But the fact that he drafted an un- another guard besides Steph Curry is still the most mind-boggling thing of the whole thing. And yeah. you turn around and drafted Ty Lawson for Denver again.
3: Yep. Yep, all that happened. We were at the draft party for that night. We were at the uh, draft party for the Kevin Love draft, right? We drafted yeah, Mayo. And we were yep. super excited, and then the Love trade happened. We're like, oh, well, I guess, maybe. That could work out. We weren't, like, super pumped about it, but we were okay with it. Um, we hung out in the Derek Williams draft as well. We were pretty excited about that. Not really too sure, but back together tonight, at least year number four, probably number five or six that I'm forgetting. Um, this is so far and you know, we're doing in the middle of the draft run pick what, 15, 16 right now. This so far of all the drafts we've been together is the most exciting by far. Is that right or am I wrong? Oh what do absolutely. You think?
4: I think that I was I was nervous, of course, because yeah. yeah, you're always worried because they're gonna the make Timberwolves. The wrong pick, but uh, for sure this first time they had the number one pick, so
3: first time they had the number one pick and it came at a perfect time um, Obviously, there are these moments every few years or whatever when it's like LeBron James or whoever, you really like that number that that changes their entire franchise, no matter what. I don't think anybody's thinking that necessarily about this. But what I love about us getting the number one pick um, and being able to draft Towns is, if we didn't have it, if we had the number two pick, there would have been so much angst involved um, because just assuming Towns is gone. The other picks would have just made me nervous and sad and confused. So, I do not want Okafor just in general and in particular as a Wolves fan because we've been through the Al Jefferson era, and I feel like he's the exact same player as exactly. Al Jefferson. He's like, Jefferson.
4: we didn't need him.
3: He's so that. good offensively, and he's going to get his twenty no matter what. But he's going to give them all right back up on the other end. I would have been super bummed if we had Okafor, and maybe he turns into Duncan. I don't know, but he, he, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't turn seem turn like he's to going Duncan. to.
1: That's not that's not what's going to happen here. He's yeah. Al
3: Jefferson. He might as well just so. have
1: Jefferson on the back of his jersey.
3: It seems like it, and they, you know, a lot of people who are uh, in Okafers' camp were saying he could probably learn defense. It's more of a learned effort, sort of whatever. But um, I was reading Kevin Pelton is an ESPN inside insider, whatever, um, and he said uh, even though it seems like a small sample size, just one year of college, it actually is the most indicative of any college performance. Two years, three years, four years is actually worse of a projection because they've been in that system for so long that it doesn't actually. So my point is, like, if Okafor wasn't very good at defense against college guys, my sense is he's not going to be good, good at defense against pro guys. So so that pick would have bummed me out for that reason.
1: They probably would have taken Porzingis. That would have just had me really nervous if we had the second pick. I'd just be like, they're going to do it. They're going to take a Latvian do it. They're gonna yeah. a Latvian dude. The <laughs> only know. time they saw him play is shooting over chairs in a gym in Eastern Europe. It's like a guy bathing himself with a rag in the background of the video. <laughs> so That's what they're going to do. They're so, going
3: to take Porzingis. If they wanted Porzingis, so I'm just playing out this scenario of how bad it could have been if they had the number two pick or three or whatever. If they wanted Porzingis, they would have had to move back for it. Knowing uh, the uh, incompetence of Flip Saunders, they would have traded back and still not gotten their guy, or they would have not even gotten anything for trading back or some bullshit, whatever. That would have been a bad scenario as well. And then the other scenario is D'Angelo Russell, who I also think is going to be a pretty solid guy, but he plays point guard. Knowing if we would have drafted him, that would have filled me with a crazy amount of angst that we were going to be getting rid of Rubio, which I think, um, I mean, he's not an all-star. I don't think he's going to be one anytime soon, but he's like a perfect guy for the Timberwolves in that he's sort of underrated. He's a little bit under the radar. Um, and it's got more value than most of their teams think. So, so very lucky to get the number one pick and very lucky that that number one pick is the perfect point of need for the Timberwolves. Um, I got full on Catwood guys. I'm telling you full, full on, I'm lightheaded. I don't feel like I want to stand up for any time soon. This is a fantastic night so far. We
1: probably talk about our erectile health too much on this podcast.
3: We might, we might. It's clearly on our minds. This is no. not a podcast run by like mid twenty year old guys. It's, you know, it's enough where we're like, ah, you know, it used to be better. It used to be a little easier. Yeah, yeah. And yet um, this
1: podcast has like twenty nine kids combined. You did Clarence twenty six.
4: Yep. Good yeah, that's twenty five. He's yep. got twenty five. He's
1: the leader in the clubhouse for sure. Yeah. And then there's two each for everybody
4: else. It's
3: clearly on our minds. And when it happens, we make shit happen All right. with these erections that we have.
1: So we're not even in the second round of the draft. We don't know who the Timberwolves are going to get at 31. Probably nope. not someone great.
3: No, it's not guaranteed. No guaranteed contract. Give me your
1: prediction for the Timberwolves record next year, right now. <laughs> Usually the we close three, on that, John. Jesus the Christ. The big three. No, we've we got to start with it. you got Rubio, Wiggins, and Kitty Cat. Mm-hmm. You're looking uh, at the wrong TV. Weirdly, Legends on one TV has the NBA draft going, but on the one that I'm looking at, and unbelievably, I wasn't responsible for this, right. is Canadian football. So while you guys are all watching the NBA draft and watching the next picks, I'm watching Ottawa and Montreal, who are tied at 13. In
4: the third quarter. I'm still trying to figure out what an alouette is. I don't think we a-louette,
1: right. that's all I know. It's a dance yeah, We still know that from is, a Kids a in the song. Hall sketch. We named they were... after a song? Yeah, that's that, it.
4: In, Maybe? That we'll go with it?
1: I'm not so good at the French. It's the
3: only French word some American dude know knew when he bought that team. He goes, alouette? I don't know. Fuck it. Name him that.
1: <laughs> it's probably the French word for Rough Rider. We'll go with that. Since every Canadian football team is required to be named Rough Rider. The so, other
4: team is a name, just uh, colors. Red Blacks. Not even a thing. Remlats? Red blacks. Blacks. Oh, Ottawa red blacks.
3: Oh, nice. Now is not the black Remlaps. Makes makes no sense. Okay, so uh, you guys um, know the rule for projecting seasons. Um, The way we do it is because we're rubes. Is that everything that was good last year will continue being good, and everything that was bad last year will be better.
4: Wiggins will be sophomore of the year.
3: Yep. Um, but Rubio nice. was hurt, and now he'll be better. He's be now he'll be completely and healthy. Heck was Peck hurt. Now he'll be a little bit be be better healthy. as well. So we'll also,
4: Rubio will
1: also learn to shoot.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, John, let's not let's not go crazy. <laughs> no,
1: we're, we're not my peyote
3: has already worn off. I know you're still kind of riding so high. So
1: here's how the media coverage of the Timberwolves season goes: the next month will be about the draftees. Yep. Then the following month is all about how hard Ricky Rubio has been working on his shot. He's a really couple Vine videos yep. of a
3: nice arc on his shot.
1: And then you get to the first game of the season, is just free throws whizzing at the front of the rim.
3: They have a shooting coach that gets mentioned in the fir- in the first, like, three games, and then once it's clear he's not doing any good whatsoever. Disappeared. N- no, there's there's no shooting coach. We don't need to talk about whoever that is. Didn't
4: that already happen? Didn't they get yeah. the big shooting coach? And is he gone?
3: I mean, we he's either gone or, or they just, yeah, yeah, we don't hear about him anymore because he obviously didn't do any good at all. Um, so... Number 18 just got picked. Sam Decker for the Rockets. Tyus Jones still on the board. Poor poor, poor Doogie. I know. I I was just hoping.
1: I know you were out at dinner. I was watching the Star Tribune live draft coverage. Yeah. They had Mike Grand and Master Testvation doing the live thing in the studio. That's great. And they were taking Twitter questions. And I'm not lying. One out of every three questions was about can the Timberwolves trade up and get Tyus Jones? Isn't that insane? The roofs of Minnesota want Tyus Jones on the Timberwolves very badly.
3: I was driving over here a little bit ago and turned on KFan to hear the reaction, and I'm not kidding you, the first call. Hey, if you can't get Tyus Jones, what about that Rashad Vaughn? It's like, why do they have to be from Minnesota, fellas? There are other basketball players around. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so getting back to your question, your original question, uh, how many wins are the Wolves going to have? So, Let's pretend that Rubio uh, and Shabazz were both healthy.
1: Rubio's healthy, Shabazz is healthy, Pekovic plays his usual 42 games.
3: Uh, last year, without towns, with whatever, they were, I don't know, a 25, 4 win team, something.
4: They won 15. They, they played 10, all the games. The number said they should have won 25, 26. Or whatever, so still
3: bad. But now we're going to hopefully move a little bit more. Wiggins is going to be better. All of our young guys are going to be better. Worst player in the history of the NBA, I would hope. He
1: There was a report on that. Yeah, he's
3: got to get higher.
1: <laughs> I forgot we had Zach Levine, to be honest with you.
3: Oh, no. Uh, I don't know how you could forget. He played way... T- he played so many minutes for being the worst he player the in the NBA. He won the dunk
1: contest. How do you forget? <laughs> he won the dunk contest last year? Yeah, there's Man, still a still lot of still dunk stuff.
3: contest. Um, I'm going to say. Is
1: Josh still around?
3: Flip Saunders is still going to be the coach next year, uh, and he's a fucking walking dumpster fire. Um, I don't know. I think they could win maybe. I don't know. They could win 29 next year. Really? That's it? That's as far as your. They won 15. That's a 14 game improvement.
1: Yeah, but now they've got the best young three players in the NBA.
3: Okay, you're right. Um, but remember, there is nobody in this state who hates our coach more than I do. That's so true. I am clearly going to so always. What you're saying,
1: think, is there a 55 win team that will lose 26 yes. games because of Clipsanders? Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. They're gonna take nine three pointers all next season. <laughs> Flip Saunders, who says, oh, I I encourage you guys to shoot three-pointers, and then has admitted that when they missed him in practice, made them run.
1: (laughs) He actually held a shooting competition where he had to make a certain number of three-pointers to be allowed to shoot them in a game like this was a middle school basketball game. Un-fucking-believable. He's Um, playing checkers. All right, guys. Everybody has to shoot 100 free throws to prove to me that they can do it without jumping. Otherwise, you're not allowed to play on this stage.
3: As much as I want to sit here and shit on Flip Saunders, and I do. And you have. uh, I do think this is the (laughs) one night where uh, I'm trying to just forget about how hopeless uh, and useless this franchise is and um, and actually appreciate, like, they do have a pretty good core. They're one coach away. One, like, Mike Malone-type guy who just sort of, like, gets fired, and Flip is like, oh, I should be done coaching or whatever. They're, that's just a little move away from having a really good
1: future. And that's,
3: that's insane to me. That's how close they are.
1: Can I ask you guys, you guys watch a lot more Wolves than I do. What does Flip do that's particularly terrible? Substitutions bad, lineups bad, what does he do that's awful? I think it's, it's his offensive system for the most
3: part is just predicated on long twos. And he doesn't play to the strengths of his players at all. Such as? Such as, um, I, I don't understand, like, the names of how his offense works. Like, I don't really, I can't really explain to you in words, like, triangle versus motion versus pace and space, Well, whatever. I don't understand
1: those either, so you're just going to have to use regular English.
3: Right, so it seems to me that he just has a lot of guys off ball doing these uh, screen and curls uh, to get open for, like, a long two, and then a lot of ISO with Wiggins, it seemed to be the way it worked out last year. And those are just not the way it should be.
1: So they have two plays. They have run guy off a pick for a 17-footer that may or may not be contested. It's called the picket fence. The picket fence. <laughs> they have the picket fence. Yeah. And they have the give the ball to Wiggins and get out of his way. It seems to be. I mean,
3: maybe some of it's on Wiggins for taking too many of those long twos. But it, it looked to be when you're watching the games that whatever the plays they were trying to run ended up in his hand with twelve seconds left in the shot clock and he's twenty two feet away and he's faced up to a guy and kind of they're crowding around him. Obviously, you know. Rubio the guy is sagging off him because it's Rubio. And uh, he just had to do these step back jumpers over and over and over and over again. So I don't know. It's 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 super frustrating to to see when you look at so when you're watching it it's not that, that fun to watch and you look at the numbers later and they don't take many three pointers, and they maybe I think his whole point of view has always been like, hey man, if we don't have the shooters, we're not gonna take threes. But who do they have to shoot? Anybody? Well, I mean Wiggins what, Wiggins and Shabazz were actually pretty decent. Martin, uh, Gary Neal, uh, they traded for a fucking Chase, sharp shooter. Gary Neal. Daniels was or something. Best or what was his name?
0: Buttinger can shoot.
3: Buttinger, but then they that Rockets guy, that little dude that they had for like 12 games and got rid of him, Daniels, something or other. So they have guys that could potentially be and They just didn't really, like, play it up. So. Brewer
4: in the corner. They liked him there. Brewer, yeah. I, it's just, I don't know.
3: So there's a little bit of that personnel, but there's also like, well, you are the GM, so...
1: It's kind of your
3: fault if you don't have the guys to shoot threes.
1: I want to go back to Flip as the GM for just a sec, because I know you hate him as a coach, and I know you've always hated him as a coach, but you also hate him as a GM. I do. Yet, what he's done, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but he took a guy who was never going to stay past this year, Kevin Love, and turned him into the Rookie of the Year. Yep. He drafted Shabazz Muhammad, who you hated at the time, but you just said has been good. My favorite player. So... Yeah. I mean, you see what I'm getting at here? He seems to be doing fine.
4: you like him better as a GM? Than coach.
1: No, he's uh, been ripping him for being a terrible GM uh, for a down. year. Uh, What's been more often a topic of conversation is that you hate him as a GM.
3: I will say my argument is uh, one of process over results. So... The shabazz Jang draft in particular, he traded who Trey Burke Trey for Burke shabazz and, number, and, nine, Jeng, you know? and uh, number nine for the 14 and 21, uh, which now looks like a really good draft. I mean, Shabazz turned into a, a really great player. Jang, I think he's probably not as, he's a little bit overrated probably, but he's still a good rotation yeah, player, guy. right? And and Greg we Doritos? Doritos
4: we love
1: Greg Doritos. We love Greg Doritos. <laughs> Flip himself. That's Flip. He turned Trey Burke into Shabazz Muhammad, your favorite player, and Greg Dorito. Flip himself did not come out. It, it, you know, if he would have sold it better,
3: I would actually give him credit for it. He himself in the press conference was like, yeah, I mean, none of the guys were there that we wanted. Um, I just decided to trade back and see what would happen. Like, he himself has said, I got really lucky the way this worked out. Um,
4: that was just, I he wish he would have just. Choice. That was all that was there for him.
3: I wish he would have taken McCollum. I think he was a guy in need, and he's, turn, he's turned into, it seems to be a guy with a really bright future and a position that we would actually, as Timberwolves, need him. So I'm not going to give a credit there just because he admitted, like, I don't know what I'm doing, essentially.
0: So,
1: so this is a little bit confusing to me. You've got Flip, who keeps making good moves for the wrong reasons. Yep. Who you hate. No, it isn't, okay. But you love the Sixers, who talk about how they're doing the exact the opposite, the right season. yeah. Yeah, but all of their moves turn to utter crap.
3: They are the exact opposite. They're the right worst now, you're right.
1: franchise in the NBA. But they are, you love them because they talk about it.
3: They are only process and not results. It might speak to my obsession with like explaining the reasoning for why you're doing what you're doing. Anyway, let's get into the Sixers later. Uh, I'm not going to give Flip. Okay, this is this is the insane thing that we do, and I think it's because we're Minnesotans. We are giving Flip Saunders credit for answering the phone. Everybody on the planet knows that Cleveland Cavaliers called and said, LeBron wants love. We'll give you these guys. And the flip just had to say, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, but, I don't know what we're giving him credit David, for. We're giving him credit for David not Kahn making the Clay that. Thompson trade, right? So here's the thing. You're giving him credit for not being David Kahn. That's, that's like giving me credit for not being Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs>
1: Like, hey, man, his
3: neighbors are still alive.
1: He's, never he's once, a pretty good guy. I don't think he's eaten my anybody. The other way. As far
3: as I know, Brandon has not eaten anybody at all, ever. So, like, yeah, no, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. My neighbors it's are alive. It's
1: a, it's a low bar. It's a very
3: low bar, which is not fair. It's not fair to uh, to Flip Saunders to hold him to that low regard. And it's not fair to, like, my uh, uh, brain. I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm sad that this is actually a bar that we hold this guy to. That's bullshit. So I suppose you – I don't know. I mean, I think you got to squint really hard to give him even credit for the Wiggins trade. Like, I think he admitted himself. Like, yeah, we just holding him out for a good deal, and I was going to keep love, and that guy called. That's great.
1: But he so didn't make the Clay Thompson trade. So we're that would have s- been a genuinely that, bad. All right, so Thompson I'm saying that's available? a David Kahn
3: trade that may have happened, right? Yeah, so he we're he saying he's not David Kahn. So that's good, I guess. Hey, I don't fucking know.
1: I realize – Again, it's a low bar, but it's an improvement. That's better
3: than... not confuse not David Kahn with quality. That's all
1: I'm asking you to do. I have no other frame of reference. We've gone from... And now the flip Saunders running this team. And here as I can tell, this is the best this team's ever been run. This is not the best a team
3: has ever been run. He has fucked up. Uh, the Adrian Payne was a really bad trade. Like he has not maximized access in any other capacity. And we're now giving him credit tonight for choosing Carl Anthony Towns. Because we got the number one pick, because his team was so fucking horseshit, we were the worst team in the league. He couldn't they're screw it up. <laughs> unbelievable! Like, is there a luckier person? And we talked about that. I think. I think last week a little bit. There is no luckier person in the world than Flip Saunders. Right. So not only did he get to draft town tonight because he had the number one pick, because he won the lottery, literally won the lottery. Not only did he get to uh, take. Uh, Wiggins, because of this once-in-a-lifetime trade for whatever. He appointed himself coach, which is unqualified for, because he was hired to be the guy who could hire the coach, because he's friends with Glenn Taylor, because he's a nice guy. That's it. That's it. All of these things happen because of some sort of lucky crazy thing to find the old man that you're friends with was desperate enough to hire you. You hired him and all these things have
4: happened. I think when we and make the flip he is clearly incompetent. When we make the Flip Saunders movie, I think we make it memento style. We kinda of start, you know, here when he's drafting towns and work backwards to oh, like, when God. he like bumps into Glenn Taylor, you know, by accident and yeah. You know, so they just horn the tailor. Tail. They both they,
1: they both thing. grab the same suitcase out of plane. it's just love at first sight. <laughs> yeah. Then they're I like mean, holding hands and skipping through a park and walking on the beach. You'd start it playing with playing mini golf, missing a five like, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you started
3: with flip as like being the coach in the finals as like Wiggins is throwing an alley-oop to Carl Anthony Towns and Towns throwing one to Wiggins or whatever and then go backward and backward and backward to like flips in some fucking gym shorts in some high school gym and he runs into his old buddy Glenn Taylor after he's been fucking fired by four other franchises and is just lost and useless and no good to nobody and and Glenn is like yeah man David Kahn screwed me bad I just want somebody who I can be friends with that I can trust he's like well I'll take over I'll find you a good coach <laughs> that would be the start of the movie uh, or technically the end of the movie whatever um, so no to get back to your original question no, I'm probably not going to give flip signers a
1: whole lot of That sounds familiar, so I God, I I'm not know. sure I where want, I'm getting that from. I want to give him credit, obviously, um, and this is a legitimately really promising roster,
3: and I don't know, man, the optimist in me is like... Luke's probably gonna coach a little. He's probably gonna coach this year. I mean, it's, it's been reported, right? Like he's the coach. Uh, next year, he'll realize. Again, this is the optimist in me. This is the sort of whatever. Um, Was what it red pill? Is that the fantasy? Not the real red world? Redfield. Are you making references yeah. to The Matrix? The Matrix. You realize
1: that movie is like 17 years old now, right? I'm an old man. There I are probably can, people listening to this podcast you know that I don't I remember am. when that movie came out because they were two. All right, the fantasy pill, whatever it is. It's like, yeah. The fantasy film is an entirely different thing. Right. Can we so please make some references to Star Trek if possible? Another science fiction yes. movie from too long ago. I
4: actually don't know that one. They should be remaking the Matrix any day now. They should do a couple
1: and maybe the second and third ones could now be the worst things ever committed to film in the history of American cinema. Okay, so what do you instead think, of, with brothers?
3: Instead of red pill, blue pill, I'll say like, if I'm on ecstasy, if I'm dropping Molly right now and I'm really happy, Ian's you know, just that's gone. 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 <laughs> Ian said,
1: <nothing>. "Fuck it."
3: They <laughs> mentioned Molly. He's just out. Yeah, he's
1: like, nope, I can't be part we'll of it. Partake in this sinning. Uh,
3: so if I'm dropping Molly right now And I'm really Really uh, Looking forward To the future Obviously I'm excited Tonight Because um, I think For sure Towns Wiggins
1: Rubio The supporting cast Of Levina And Shabazz And, and Jang That's promising And Pekovic Don't forget about Pekovic Everybody's just Completely like Well let's don't trade Don't forget it. about Payne You know He's a 29 year old uh, Second year player Wait Adrian Payne is 29
4: Probably I don't know Kevin Martin <laughs>
1: Don't forget about oh yeah, Kevin Martin, Martin's Martin's team. oh, yeah,
4: Kevin Lewis Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett, your number one pick? I bet. thought they traded him last week. No, we are waiting to trade him they, tonight. They oh, up. they're trying to trade him. Yeah, that's who we hope they trade him. Weirdly, nobody wants him. Isn't True. that weird? Yeah, it's a little strange. Who's the number one league? pick? How would you not
3: yeah, want to him? Yeah, come on. Number one pick. Number one pick. Anyway, um, that is a legitimate non Homer take of a really good um, foundation. So if I've got that, and I think, well, probably not suited for it, but next year
0: he'll hire a really good—I don't know, like a Brad Stevens type or
3: Fred Wilbert—that he'll find somebody like that. Uh, I'm good. Yeah.
4: I can use some water. water? Can I
3: have a short saga.
4: Yeah.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Um Man, I feel like I feel like leaving in the heat, ordering food on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah That's cool. cool.
1: Except we're not talking to the older of the far. <laughs> No, we're not. Your podcasts
3: are always cool. Uh, Jim Legend not. does not want to hear from us. Yeah, see on it.
4: Um, isn't Jim Legend in Gleeman's uh, Hardball Dynasty League? Probably. You too you can, can run in, in the Hardball ball. Dynasty League. There's owners. Contact. At, at Aaron
1: Gleeman if you want to be a fantasy baseball. I want to see fantasy baseball. Must be experienced.
3: Must be. I don't want any, like, fly-by-nights, yep. willy-nilly, just fell off the turnip up
1: truck hardball yeah. guy. That's why there's a spot, because that was the last guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you think they have, like, a mailing list for that league that's just nothing but absolute angry emails about the one order in the league that doesn't pay attention anymore? I don't know. I
3: actually did it one time, and I, I loved it. But I feel like, looking back on it, it was similar to, like, what people that are on crack. are like, it was the greatest thing ever, but I there's no way I could get back into that. No way
1: so much time okay effort. I'm gonna be I'm gonna reveal my ignorance here and tell you I have no idea what hardball dynasty is. oh um it's is
4: it like, like what like if sports yeah you know, yeah it's
1: like uh, historical you take is it you draft 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 my understanding or? is it's like fantasy baseball but you can draft any player from any time yeah
3: well they sometimes they, I I believe they used to, they made still that they, they used to set restrictions sometimes, or it could be from all history, or it's like oh, wow. ale only or only the nineteen fifties or whatever. But otherwise, yeah, it's just like you can it's fantasy baseball from all time. And they take those percentages and they play it out like using those. So it's like stratomatic almost. It's like stratomatic when it's online. And then you wait and but they play it out one game a day. So you wake up and like immediately check your phone like oh fuck. And actually sounds really fun. For five. God
1: <laughs> damn it. And Ernie. <laughs> I once
4: did some, some Mr. with that. Yeah.
1: More like Mr. Can't Hit.
4: <laughs> I once did a fake fantasy basketball league where you online like the same created a player. created players, created players. Yeah, you have to train your players. You click the button. <laughs> <you> <laughs> wait. Oh yeah, Ian did it too. So this is like
1: uh, fantasy basketball, Pokemon, like yeah, something like yeah.
4: that. You like you like watch people online. They all make their players. You get together in a team. You try to you know strategize. You, you have a several big guys right you know if so you get bonuses whatever and then they would simulate games twice a day and like a season would be the 45 days
1: would this like would this be like before they could have like video reenactments because I feel like that could work for like oh I'm going to tune in and watch my fake team like literally everyone makes fun of me. you and you have a fantasy team in any sport like oh how's your fake team doing oh, it was great. but this would I, be an actual
4: fake team yeah this is a fake team like, when the season started you would, you would get like 5 minutes to train your shooting and then the next one it would take 10 minutes and then 15 like each successive like, attribute that you wanted and so the first day of the season it was so short like you'd have to like set your alarm and wake up at 3 in the morning so like start your players yeah. training <laughs> or I like I probably was way into it, and I log into my brother's account and like train, hit, make sure his guy was training as well. I actually bought a three hundred dollar phone so I could do it. <laughs> That's a true story. That's awesome.
1: So I feel like this is the next the next stage of evolution in fantasy sports is like reenacted games. so Yeah. It's true. To it. yeah. It's like instead of watching is, the Timberwolves, is, you just log on and watch State the Minneapolis Rough Cats. Our team name was the Flint Mich- Michigan Tropics. So. That makes <laughs> sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> we would actually like call each other and
4: talk about like who's going to be a rebounder, <laughs> who's going to be a shot blocker, and like if you didn't train your guy, like the other guys would actually get better. So. <laughs> there was a guy, on my, one of my teams one year, that actually hacked the site somehow, and people found out about it later because our teams were winning games we shouldn't have. I, don't know, I spend way too much time talking about this. No, you spend have, not enough time if my talking wife listens about this. To this. I will get to watch.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: I have buddies who are still really into video games and um so every time I talk to them, they're kind of like <laughs> Uh, ex-athletes So they only want to play The sports that are in season I don't know Maybe that's a common thing Of like They would never play hockey Right now You know it's like Only baseball Well yeah, sorry, that's the I weird. was As like a
1: kid It's like Oh baseball season Starts tomorrow Yeah Get no out like RBI that. baseball I well, was excited About the sports when it's on Yeah
3: So I was talking to them And so they do Every single sport And they're really into it Um They Uh they put it on like sort of a franchise mode as like an owner of yeah. drafting or whatever. And then they just they don't even play the games anymore. They just like they just singular the, the, th- the whole entire season for years and years. Like, but do 10, they do they gamble years. on it? Or no, they just it? go, Well, I drop this guy and like developing you, that and then gambling just on watch the video fucking games? Games go. I remember problem,
1: right? I remember my friend Tony doing this in college. He may or may not be listening. And he would simulate like season after season like this was in 2004 and he was out in like 2018 but the best part was MLB The Show or whatever was at the time uh, they only used the player universe of the current names so like the star hitter for his team that the game had automatically created and then he drafted and whatever was named Shinsu Johnson Shinsu Johnson sure adopted yes think 100% good at like that that's what Flip's doing right now is simulating a season I
3: yeah. God, I hate him so much <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not even looking at who to pick with 31 He's like calling it in. Hey, how do, you, how do you import the rosters from NCAA? You gotta get in here show me this Sounds fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, beat this Aaron Gleeman guy I want to get in on this Hardball
4: Dynasty Thank you. He's responsible for all of my happiness For the founders? Yeah. yeah Minnesota, as Minnesota sports fans, We're down on all of our GMs Oh, for sure And owners <laughs> But like most owners and GMs are terrible in a lot of times like across sports. Oh yeah, right? sure. yeah. Where do you think how bad is Flip? Is he like do you think he's at the bottom as far as GMs go? Middle? He's gotta be better than Jordan. Gotta be better than Jordan. I mean it's hard to say, like, yeah. In all of sports? Or just even in even in the NBA? So, if you're thinking about, like, who you trust
3: to run your organization, I think he's for sure better than Jordan. Uh, what's his name in Sacramento? Ronda Ronda Rondev- The guy yeah. who fired Mike Malone because he wouldn't play four on five and have one guy at the end cherry picking because... <laughs> it was an article in the New York Times. His, like, nine-year-old daughter,
1: she was the coach
3: for it, and they won doing it that way, and he's like, I want to run my NBA team, which is insane.
1: Why can't it work? Well i mean, okay, but it's not gonna.
3: The Knicks are an uh, absolute disaster. I Is
1: Phil don't. Jackson legitimately their general manager?
3: No. He's like president of operations or something.
1: He just got paid millions of dollars to fuck around on a Send account. out misspelled tweets. Yeah. That's incredible. his job title. So there's that He just wears his rings around. And shows up Every two
3: two teams that I think we've talked about are a little bit contentious for us. One, the Lakers. Clarence isn't here, but he has always been like, "Well, they're going to be good to the Lakers." Oh. Yep,
4: uh, they're really terribly run right now. I mean, awful, right? I kind of hope that good. they get Cousins and then sign Monta Ellis, and like everybody will get excited, and then they'll realize how terrible of a team they put together. Yeah, yeah. how now, did Kogan? this team
1: win minus two games this year? Yeah. They're negative two and eighty four.
4: So Kobe just yells at everybody I
3: mean and, and we've talked about it. I mean Clarence and I have argued about this over and over and over for years who would you rather
1: be the Lakers
3: or the Wolves the, obviously I do the Lakers just because they're the Lakers but I also don't think that that means as much to like these kids anymore of who the fucking Lakers are
1: Yeah, but Los Angeles still means something.
3: It's a pretty good city.
1: Yeah, yeah, people like it.
3: Yeah, but you're seeing a lot more guys just being able to be. I mean, LeBron lives in Cleveland, obviously. Dwight Howard chose Houston over LA. There's a bunch of guys who are like, I don't give a shit. I'll live there. I'm just not going to play for that team, right? I'd rather play for the Clippers than the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's another good point. So.
1: I don't know, he's probably like 26th best GM, maybe. That's not bad. I don't know. You can win games with number 26. You get lucky,
3: and he's gotten lucky, man. Yeah. We've all gotten lucky. I mean, obviously, we're all going to benefit from it. It's going to be fucking fun. What is... Wiggins, and Towns. What is it? No matter how, there's nobody more pessimistic than me, obviously, and I am still really excited. So I have to imagine every other, at least casual fan or whatever fan, should be even more excited than that. This is
1: fucking, it's cool. Oh, that's great. What is a better outcome for you this season? Number one, right, I'm I'm the ready. Wolves are the Wolves win like 19 games. They lose probably a dozen games because of clear mistakes that Flip made. He makes two stupid trades during the year, and by the end of the year, it's like a national league-wide consensus that he is the absolute worst, and you're vindicated. Or, now, number two... Wait a minute,
3: Barrero's still on his side, right? Yeah, I'm sure of Barrero's course. still on okay, his okay, side, okay, good, but good, everyone good. but I Dan Barrero
1: is like in agreement. All Flip right. Saunders is yeah. ruining Minnesota. Right. Or, number two, they win the NBA championship, and Flip Saunders is hailed as a genius by everyone for building this squad that came up as a young team, dethroned the Warriors, beat the Cavaliers in the finals, and he's just standing there. You have to imagine this part. He's standing there at the victory parade. There's like two and a half million people in downtown Minneapolis surrounding Flip Saunders on the stage and chanting, son, 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 and he's just like, he has his arms out wide, just like basking in the glory. You doubted me. Yep and everyone's just sailing him as a hero and there's you in the back of it just with your arms full. oh no back. I have to be there go ahead you have to be there I'm going to be standing I'm next to you I'm on camera and I'm going to like clockwork orange with your eyes taped open I'm going to be doing that just holding your eyes open if you have to watch Saunders will win the finals MVP yep they just like, he's named coach of the year executive league. of the year general manager of the year owner player of, the year. of the year owner of the year he wins every award sweeps the board and you have to watch that. Which one of those is a better outcome for you?
3: So my team, my favorite team wins the championship I've longed for the most. Yes. And I'm exposed as a moron and charlatan. Yeah.
1: And it's basically one giant repudiation of everything you stand for as a podcast. Or podcaster. my
3: team that I love more than anything and watch and devote hours to sucks, but I'm known as a very smart person. Yeah, you're
1: right. Would you rather be right and miserable or this wrong and happy? <laughs> Ooh, that's I think like Paul Rudd
4: was <laughs> just recently given the same option here, whether the Royals won the World Series or got an Oscar. So. I don't know
3: how embarrassing this is, but I don't know how I answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be exposed
1: as a total moron. Like
3: Normally weird. you're always
4: right. Well,
1: <laughs> like you're lucky that you do a weekly podcast with people who will never remind you. I'm clearly like
3: wrong all the time. Uh, so yeah I guess I would I, I mean yeah You gotta choose the I'll be wrong And my team wins That's great yeah. I want, Do I have to be on camera As being like Rapid Look at down. this fucking That has to happen That has to happen. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and they cut to you And it's well, like that's gonna And here is the podcast Because I really want to be So up <laughs> <older laughs> you <laughs> And be like <laughs> Well you got
3: me Flip <laughs> Alright Would anyway. you anyway. be in the Oscar statement Tournament Luckily There is a On record Zero percent chance That happens For a very long time <laughs> <It's> gotta be at <laughs> least
4: 1%. No.
3: I mean, real, it's less than zero. 1%. Yeah,
4: I know. I mean, Those two odds, scenarios, one as as is right much enough. more likely.
1: Yeah, it's verging on negative odds, I would say. I, I mean, mean yeah, they're probably 501 to at to
4: all. Court rivals. Court rivals. Yep, that it, was the fake yeah, fantasy. Yeah, website. court rivals. Court rivals. Court rivals. They've thing. both been like
1: nodding
3: politely as I'm, John and I have been talking and you can no, tell it both came they're both just thinking
1: I'm not paying would have kept me up
4: all night. I'm looking that up right
1: now. Ian just put his microphone down and he's on his phone because he's got to get in on maybe oh, they have
4: an app now i don't know in like
1: 20 minutes he's gonna be like i need a new phone i need a new phone for this so they upgraded their app i need a new one <laughs> um,
4: yeah overall though uh, i'll take man. the championship you're gonna take the championship of course yeah I don't wanna be like,
3: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
1: Okay, here's the weird thing about the NBA that you just brought up when we were talking about odds. With baseball, every team generally gets listed as like 100-to-1, except for the Phillies or the Astros two years ago, right? right. that are like 250-to-1. Yep. Wouldn't it be fairly legitimate to list like four teams as 5-to-4 and then the rest of the league 500-to-1 next year? Because nobody is coming out of nowhere. Are they? Golden State was like 25 to 1 Were they? Yeah. I don't know if
3: 25 is exactly right, but they were for sure. I mean, they were a 7 seed last year. Um, The over-under, I think, was probably like 52, 53. Um, I think most people expected them to win to be be anywhere between a 3 and a 6 seed for the most part. So, I think you're generally right, and, and history has proven you to be right, but it's just been different these past couple years. I mean, I think you... The Spurs winning was not was not surprising at all. I mean, they were in the finals the year before, but it's still relative. I think there were probably a bunch of teams. Maybe not a bunch, but there were teams that had better odds with, than them winning the year. Than they won and then Golden State this past year, so there's becoming more parity, which I think is sort of been the plan for many years, from Stern to Silver, whoever. like, we want to have more parity. And it seems to be happening. Um, So, you're looking at next year, and I think automatically you think Golden State and Cleveland, just because Golden State won, it and Cleveland was there and they were injured, seems to be pretty clear, but... I don't know. I don't think that we take into account enough how much, uh, is involved in, in basketball because it doesn't seem like it's for most years. It seems to be like, that team's the best, and they won it all. But uh, it's not as, as obvious as it has been in years past because of the salary cap. You can't keep guys. You can't have this sort of, um, Jordan-like dynasty or whatever you want to call it, um, Golden State was amazing, obviously, clearly, but if one of their guys went down, well, I think they would have been in a lot of trouble. Obviously, if Curry went down,
1: they were
4: nothing. Injuries, yeah, no But what I mean, way. if clear, healthy and
1: two of the Golden
4: State guys, oh, it's not even a it's not even it's not even they fucking blow them out, which is, like,
3: which is amazing. And it's also, if, man, I mean, I just think, like, the Clippers beat the Spurs on some random crazy-ass Chris Paul layup. The shot goes, yeah, goes the other way. Memphis had an injury. There's a couple games that could have gone either way there. Houston goes a lot farther than most people thought because this or that or whatever. There's just so many crazy things going on in particular now that I think usually you're right that just take those four teams and one of those four teams is for sure going to win it. I think now looking to next year and sort of the, the near future of the NBA. You gotta think eight, eight teams probably have a eight to ten probably have a chance to win the next year. All right, I'm not gonna put money on any of them, but they have a
4: chance,
1: just like the Warriors did this year. Let me ask you this: so in the Eastern Conference next year, yep. If you have to pick the Cavaliers or the field, who do you pick to win the Eastern Conference? Jesus. Uh, Assuming LeBron signs, <laughs> yeah. well... Assuming that they still have more or less the same players as they it's did. It's really did. funny because you just basically called me out on my own bullshit. Well, I mean, because uh, you're, I'm like, because what happened? You're like, oh, you're really? It's Let me put some money on it. Go. Well, uh, the captain. So what you're saying is very true of the Western. The yes, Western, Western Conference is like seven good yeah. teams, much yeah. more, and yeah. any yeah. of them could potentially win yeah. if you had if you had played just like a round robin playoff. Right, it wouldn't have just been one clear team emerging. Golden State happened to win, but you would not have been surprised if the Spurs or Memphis or any of those teams had come on top. But in the East, especially next year, looking forward, assuming like Dylan says that they have the same players, there's no way you take anybody but the the Cavs versus the field. You're taking the Cavs. I think you have to. I
4: mean, LeBron hasn't missed the the finals. seven, eight years. And if, if you think Love's coming back, uh, I know he opted out, but... I think he just opted out because he can get paid one. Yeah, of course. He should have opted out. And if he leaves, someone like, else will go there. Save the yeah, exactly. And twist the twist three three my two arm, two I'll play with the LeBron. Time. I guess. Oh, so I can play in the final we'll next I, and, year and, and get a bunch of
3: money because they've got cap space. Cap yeah, they'll be fine. Um,
4: no, I think so. Do
3: I mean, you look at the other, the Hawks, the Bulls, Toronto, I mean, watch, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, I think you to
1: take the field. And in the West, it's fucking just you. In the West, you got to take the field against any two teams. Like, you yeah. can pick out a group of two teams or even three teams and if I give you the field, you're like, I'm taking the field. Yeah. I, sure. I feel pretty good about this.
3: Alright, uh, I want to talk about the
1: Wolves again. Alright. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. We so haven't so
3: talked about that. I've, uh, so I've shit so on fun. flip, so I've, I've got my uh, All right, in, so that's and box one great. in
1: sport of bingo. Um,
3: I want to ask Dylan, uh, starting rotation next year, what do you got? Game one. Game one? Uh, there are, no, mid-season, whatever. Yeah, whatever you think yeah, that's the, whatever. Whatever. the standard. The, the,
4: the standard. What? Yeah. Uh, Rubio yeah. at points.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, I think they're still gonna call this our yeah. Kevin Martin. Wiggins Martin oh, over a
1: Levine. Kevin Martin not Zach Levine
4: oh, They might really switch. It
1: might go back and right.
3: forth a little bit. Levine was used as a tanking mechanism.
1: <laughs> he's he's the Ricky Davis of the modern day Tibberall.
4: Ah, uh, so okay. So we got yeah. Then Wiggins, Towns. I think Towns will start eventually. It'll won't be right away. The game, uh, right, first game. And uh, I don't know. Probably
3: forgetting somebody. You think Towns and then uh, Jang maybe? You think Doritos next? I'd much to
4: rather see that combo versus and then just leave a pack. Yeah, so, yeah. leave pack on the back. Or <laughs> uh, I think he's gonna be in
3: a soup.
1: There was one moment where I was like, yeah, what about Pooh Richardson? And I was like, wait, <laughs> Kevin Garnett is on this team. Yeah, yeah. He's right. under contract, and right. he's a contracted player for next year. Unbelievable. I think he oh. starts game one. Oh.
3: Just
4: the start? Yeah, the I star. want to talk about Yep, I think he does. I'm with Ian, I think he does. He might. It's
3: fucking bullshit. God. Yeah. Um, I like Tao <laughs> and Zheng together. Um... I think Towns has enough range to kind of pull out of the, the lane because I don't think he has as much. I actually love um, Wiggins and uh, Shabazz together. Um, and then Rubio. But I know a lot of people think Shabazz is a six man, which makes sense because he's just like hardcore volume score, which is fine. But when those two are on the court together, I think it's fucking great because Wiggins is a legitimate shooting guard. He's not a win to me, or he's not a three. Um, and then someone, like, big has to cover Shabazz. He's just gonna fucking light him up in the post, right? Non stop. So that just clears it out for uh, Wiggins to be on this sort of smaller guy, you know, depending on the team or whatever. Um, I think the numbers will bear it out. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was paying attention last year, the numbers with those two on the Laura Wiggins was really good with Shabazz too, so I would love to see Rubio, Wiggins, Shabazz, Jang, Towns. I know that's a really young squad just in general, but uh, I would keep Peck on the bench and keep Martin on the bench and then keep uh, Buttinger and then I mean, I hate Adrian Payne, but maybe he's going to turn into something. Uh, And then whatever free agent point guard we get or whatever. Uh, Clearly, I'm on record right now of 29 wins. I don't think they're going to be any good, but they're for sure going
1: to be fun to watch. So fun. So this is excited. like yeah. this is like the 2016 twins but they'll be here before the 2016 twins this is like yeah. your Bucksman and Sano and Rosario and yeah. all these guys what's
4: your, what's your do you have a rule for the wolves like twins is plus two years what's the wolves my rule for the wolves has always been they're eternally hopeless
1: so um, but that's over low expectations you're as usual no 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 I'm still hopeful no I see it in your eyes you're I'm, hopeful I'm drunk you we we're just talking about the lineup. These ones are fun. I gotta describe the hope podcast. listening he started out with a normal look on his face. By the end, he just had the biggest grin on his face, talking about these young beats. I was standing up oh, for some reason us.
3: with a visible erection. That's how excited I was. I didn't even tuck into the waistband, which is rare for Usually, I know how to do that. Um, no, I mean, I think that just has always been my default, whatever, and it's still, it, it honestly is going to be. I maybe am different than most people. I know a lot of uh, people think it's a player's league and especially when you look at the finals with uh, Blatt and LeBron being like bro I got this. I think that's the exception. I think for the most part a coach coach means
4: so much to an NBA team that there's just I I don't know I mean Look at the finals winners Steve Kerr comes in and changes things up for Mark Jackson it's pretty much the same team but Yeah
1: but Mark Jackson's both a terrible human and a terrible
4: Right, so Was possible. he a terrible human, too? Hard to keep track no, there of was just, There humans. was
1: one story, and I can't remember which player it was. But this player got hurt, and then Mark Jackson started telling the rest of the team that this player was milking it to try to hurt the team. Festus Azili. Festus Azili. Who did, did Joe yeah, Mahler play Exactly. And then this te- the team like banded together and confronted Festus Azili, who just started crying because he's like, why would I, Why would he say I would do that? I'm not doing that. Poor yeah. Festus. He's got the name of a monster And Mark Jackson hates him For reasons of past understanding So it's hard to know like,
3: Who gets credit for this Spurs being amazing, right? Popovich he gets credit but Duncan's great and whatever his and, and Parker and know they've been there for as long as he's been for, for the most part
4: I think I think like I even mean, if we've talked about this I don't know if you're a Wages of Wings guy but you know they've looked at the coaches just sort of advanced stats most NBA coaches don't make a difference like there's a few that really improve guys there's a right. couple of them that definitely make it worse and had all those coaches have the, you know yeah, every one of those people most is coaching. most don't, don't really matter I mean I think what, lots of guys it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Phil Jackson, the team coach, when he was coaching Popovich, those guys made everybody better. Right. And those are just exceptions. For the most part, just find a guy that's not going to screw it up. Well bolster I think, was a great example. He's like, oh, he's an amazing coach. He plays
3: these guys up. and LeBron leaves And they're kind of Who they are You know Like you not Worked any miracles With those guys Either Not that he was A bad coach But
4: yeah, you, can't, you can't Make miracles or... But then you look At the Suns Who are great Or you
3: know Better than you'd think With Jeff Hornacek you look at the Celtics, who made the playoffs. It's, again, it's the East, but that is a flaming horseshit roster, terrible roster. And they were supposed
4: to be epically
3: bad. Yeah, and they made it, and they they played hard. And I think another great example. Again, I know that the Sixers is a very sensitive subject on this podcast. Yes, sir. I'm not even sure I'm ready to talk it? about no, the Sixers right now. Please. Please.
1: You tried to leave the Timberwolves I am not success. ready <laughs>
3: Anyway Last year they were the 12th rated defense That's fucking insane They were
1: D-leaguers And they were like the 45th rated offense.
3: That to me is the Yeah, they were like Obviously obviously 30th Since he's a kid that, to me, is coaching, as far as I'm concerned, because there were new guys coming in and out or whatever. He had a to buy into his system, uh, and, I mean, last year, obviously, it was a whole lot less frustrating to be a Sixers fan than it was a Wolves fan. They had a way worse roster, and they won more games, uh, and actually had an, a system in place. So... So I think that's coaching And I think he's uh, The Sixers guy No matter who How much of a nihilist Sam Pinky is Seems
1: to be That's a perfect description him.
3: He's a nihilist He doesn't give a shit About anything or anybody He's better cowards (laughs) Donnie.
1: Yeah That proves coaching matters to me, as far as I'm concerned. So that's why
3: I am still really excited about tonight, because I'm going to watch this disaster of an organization, and it's going to be fun. But also, I'm not going to move off my opinion that
1: they're a disaster. So, talking about the Sixers leads into something else I wanted to ask you. You're an objective person, you're not you right now. You know about, my bet with you, about uh, the five-year bet between the Timberwolves and the Sixers, who's going to win more games. Right. Who do you Is like right one? now?
4: Two <laughs> years? This
1: was year one, okay. and I expected to be 20 wins ahead at this point, and I'm five wins behind with the Timberwolves. Three wins. Three wins behind. 18 to 15, I
4: believe. Maybe, 16. Maybe, Wolves had 16. I, mean, had 16. I don't know what Sixers were at, but they were 20, whatever. Three to five five points,
1: So you've got the Timberwolves with the most exciting young roster in the NBA, and you've got the Sixers, who still don't have any players in a run by a nihilist who just admires himself in the mirror. Who tries to announce? Oh.
4: Atlanta Hawks trade the draft rights to Kelly Oubre
1: Jr., the 15th... Okay, so that's a draft break that we've already talked about. We started watching Uh, the draft on TV. You may have even heard Adam Silver. No it's a very convoluted. LeBron is in the Cavaliers war just wheeling the
4: game. Luke Ridnauer just got traded again, I think. <laughs> Did he? He's been training like six times. He's man. trying
3: to like go through every team. I think. He's the guy from the terminal. Just just stay at the airport,
1: bro. Just sleep there. He's just like organizing a drum circle with TSA workers. Collected hats, do, team hats. Do, 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 do. I'm just feeling the flow man. You wearing like a knit poncho. nothing else, no pants. Uh, so so might, that Tyus might actually Jones be the Jones front, Jones front page. That might be C1 in the start of the game tomorrow. Forget Carl Anthony Towns. We'll put him some other thing. Tyus Jones is going to play with LeBron. So... The-
3: so we've already established that Flip Progress is the luckiest person in the world I think tonight we can say that Tyus Jones is the second luckiest person in the world for sure to play Cleveland
4: Cavaliers no pressure situation uh, that's amazing it yeah, going to do with now yeah dang it <laughs> oh no I was pretty sure De La would be out. the uh, next J.J. Barea uh, you know somebody signs him to a stupid contract after he has one good finals One. yeah and he ended up being like he rooted for himself yeah
1: and instead he's well-known as the worst you player in the league. be I'll the next year. John, I don't
3: want to cop out of your question, but I honestly have no idea what I would say.
1: Really? What do you Sixers? think is you? All right, now you're you. Are you happy with the match, or are you feeling a little worried? will
3: need to do so.
1: As me, I'm also...
3: Not sure at all what to no. say about it. I forget.
4: Who's on what side? I have, I have
1: the Timberwolves. You have the Wolves. Brandon okay. has the Sixers. I have right. the Sixers. Most wins over a five year period starting last year. A bet that I it's made okay. entirely because it's I expected it to be teams. twenty wins ahead of them. I thought the Sixers were gonna win five, maybe six games all last year. And the Timberwolves would be basically mediocre probably basic mediocrity and probably win twenty-eight nine games. And I'd be so far ahead after one season that it would it not matter that Sam Hinkie became game the world's magic, magic genius and they turned him around. But instead I'm behind. And yeah. we, I'm still doing okay Because me and Flip Saunders Are lucky We're lucky people
4: I would have felt A lot better
3: About the Sixers If they would have Gotten Russell Now that they have Okafer I have no idea What to expect They've got Okafer Embiid Who may no, never play And Basically nobody else They have Their three Franchise players Are all hurt. Uh, Are all hurt. No Not all hurt Okafer, Oh one of them is hurt Okafer and all, Yeah one of them is hurt They all play this Basically with the same position, and they've got, what, like, Dario Saric is overseas, and he's a really good, like, Tony Kukoc type three, they have
1: nothing anywhere else, so I'm assuming
3: by the time people are listening to this, I'm not assuming actually, but there's a potential that they have made some sort of trade before for somebody or picks, Embiid for somebody or Noel for somebody or something, who
1: would trade for Joel Embiid right now?
3: well I don't think they're gonna trade him because it's just like trading for Rubio like you're not dumb enough to sell that low on somebody. Right? that's but true I wouldn't think so there, so he or not, he yeah. Sam, with, with Sam is a so, um and I don't know what to think i I said I've been saying for years um <laughs> Draft night of this year is when I may drop the Sixers. And if they would have done some more crazy bullshit of, like, trading for next year's pick, whatever, I'd have been like, fuck it, I'm out. But now they did the exact opposite. Than what they've been doing for years is like just take the take the best guy on the board and then don't make any trades and that's they finally did it after years. Well, we're of on just pick number twenty four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, let's okay, not say it, him yeah. Again, uh, it's once everybody is listening to this, wakes up tomorrow, whatever, who knows exactly what's gonna happen? But just so you know, children, in the past there were two hours where Sam Hinkie did not make an insane trade and we were all lived here. More.
1: We were here, man. We were here. We were here. It's, it's like here. the moon landing. Yeah. Um, so, Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so that's your Wolves starting five.
4: Yes. You don't. I think I'm on Team Wolves too. You're it. on Team Wolves. Yeah. What other team I'm would you be man. on? Well, I'm versus the Sixers. Really. But, oh, yeah, all right. I thought you meant like. I thought you were going to try to break oh, up with the, no, I'm like on the wolves. like mom's wolves team. That's what I'm saying. I think I've got a shot.
1: I think I can probably trick Flippin to let me play. I'm I'm number one Timberwolves fan. Yeah.
3: I don't want that to be lost in this I'm
1: pretty sure that if you go back about 50 podcasts, you're talking about how you don't care about the Timberwolves and you love the Sixers. I hate the Timberwolves I more than anything. I mean, but I'm a big fan of it. Fairly angry at you. Like you can't get rid of your team. That's not how this works. No, no. no you I've you always, have always been a proponent for having a backup
3: squad. And you hate backup squads, and you think that is unfair, against the rules of... And it's actually immoral, if you're point of view. John I think
4: backup sports, sports though.
3: Yeah. yeah, John, you've got <laughs> 17 teams, one in each sport, so that's a little bit easier. Yeah, he doesn't I only yeah. give a shit about yeah. NBA, so I need a second team just to continue having interest.
1: Did they just say Minnesota on TV?
4: Think oh, they're think talking about Tyus
1: Jones. Time. Sorry, there's still time for flip saunters to do something crazy today. <laughs> there is. Until Carl Anthony Towns is on the floor wearing a Timberwolves. Tyus Jones. Yeah. He might. <laughs> He's not a
3: great wheeling and dealing mind, though, right? Like, he moved back that one year when he didn't like Cray Burke or whatever. And, uh, he's, you know, double-picks here and there or whatever, but he's not a great, like, I'm going to package these guys up for that. He doesn't seem
1: to be anyway. The best part of Tyus Jones is right now, somewhere in Minnesota, there's a guy with a piece of notebook paper. He's, like, 65 years old, and he's just sitting there scrawling with a pencil. Dear Sid, Can you imagine how good Tyus Jones would have been with Rick Pitino coaching him? (laughs) Why don't more Minnesota players choose to go to their state's university? I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) Sincerely, (laughs) John Stan.
3: Oh, man. Um, Okay, John. Before we press record, you had said something about, and I hope this is false, sort of insinuated that you may have some ideas to make the M- the NBA perfect, by the way. I want to get that on the record. It's the best sport of all time. <laughs>
1: And it's perfectly um, structured and you would change
3: yeah, nothing. No, actually, okay, you're right You're right about that. I always want to improve the NBA, but I still think it's the best part. But, you had said that you're potentially going to be able to improve on this, and
1: I don't know. Man. I have some things. This is, normally at the, we're at the one hour mark of this podcast, and normally at this point, one of us is trying to fix the sport by actively trying to annoy the rest of everybody. Yeah. Either Clarence is advocating that fans are allowed to punch NBA players, yeah. or you're advocating that defensemen in hockey no longer get sticks. Clarence was like three second shot clock at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the NHL this week approved three on three overtime. No sticks? I saw that. Sticks are still oh, it's just Bruce Arthur even, is a guy that I follow on Twitter. He's
3: uh, he's a really interesting guy. He's uh, He's a, he's a sorry a Toronto beat writer or something rather. Yep. Uh, he's a good hockey mind. Uh, he did not like the three on three.
1: Why? Why would you what play three it? on three overtime? What do you What do you think, Joe? It's like having a three point shooting contest to decide a basketball. No, but they still have but a shootout. Gets away. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think the goal is
3: to have less shootouts. Well, I want to go like four on four and then three on three and then a shootout. shootout? If or? they're
1: gonna play three on three in overtime, they shouldn't even have overtime. Forget it. The game's over after sixty minutes. Whatever the score is is the score. Live ties. No,
3: okay. So, so John, you're the commissioner, and you get uh, memos on your desk constantly. Not just fan mail, like straight up surveys that say fans don't want ties. Ties are not allowed. You cannot, for the good of the game, have ties. You need to have a solution, right? Try a four-on-four. Four.
0: Doesn't really work.
3: work. You get a four-on-four and, four and then a shootout. People are like, "That's bullshit." What do you do? I'm honestly, I have no idea. You're the
0: commissioner. This and seems there's like no veto. Mid-dot like you just to get to, the to the like
4: rose, this right, side, just, have adding lanes, which taking players away. What's see, the best way to end? Is my
3: it like
1: reaction, if one, one way, sort
3: of scoring way, thing, I, I know I
1: that's... Uh, that is something that I would do. But my reaction as a hockey commissioner is very. It doesn't even qualify as conservative it's retro. Basically what I want to do is I want to set the entire league back to about 1982. Number one, short gonna, shorts. Yeah. Number one, Cooper helmets. Cooperalls no face masks. Nothing but fight no. Just a salad bowl on their head. Number one, I take every team out of the southern United States and put them back somewhere in Canada. Just, Just random cities. Mountain, Prince Edward Island is getting a team. Mystery every, Alaska. Yep, Mystery team. Alaska is getting a team. Anchorage will have a team. Basically, everywhere that has snow. If it snows. Different. It has to have snow. 17. Yeah, it has to have. It has a snow naturally. I'll right Outdoor Outdoor rings for sure. All games outdoor. Actually, that's what they do now. Is you know it'd be great if we had an outdoor game in San Jose. Wouldn't that be crazy? What an outdoor game in California? Everyone's like, yeah, we get it, Gary. It's California and it's outdoors. That's pretty funny. Good one. It's kind of funny because it's usually not. It's warm there. It's not cold there. But you're having a hockey game there. That's interesting. Good idea. As as my brother pointed out on Twitter this year, why does hockey why does hockey think that the perfect growth mark, market for hockey is people who hate hockey? It's like, all right, the people of Atlanta have shown no interest in hockey. Nobody's watching
4: hockey in Atlanta.
1: We've them got we're going to get a team, and then they'll love hockey. Or you could give someone who likes hockey a team. And then it'll actually be interesting to watch the games and people will be into it. Isn't that what you really want? Is to give things to people who already like it? It's a classic work on your weaknesses guy. But are you supposed no, to work just on, work on your... your springs? Yeah. Your springs are
3: in the cold weather cities. Just stay there. The work. NHL is not so
1: great that it's so strong that, oh, it can handle 10 teams in cities that don't care. Anyway. So my answer is no times, no nothing, just Just live with ties, nothing but ties, but wins are worth like four, it's like four points for a win and one for a tie. Basically anything but a win is now worthless. A tie is mildly useful. I kind but of then, wish at least Have you thought the, this through? Not really You're no. just bouncing okay. it off me I'm just curious I wish regular season Or regular time
4: uh, Win worth more, more points Instead of splitting points Because then you just see teams You know Skating around Just waiting to get to Shootouts
1: Yeah and I mean you
4: just get to all the time Not to
1: make Not to make everything About soccer But they're into the same problem It's that alright Now instead of a win is worth two points it's worth three points And that helped There's still plenty of teams Who are playing for a tie Because it's like Well one point is better than nothing for us we're going to try for one instead of nothing but I don't feel like that would happen real often in hockey it's not just going to be like well we want one point on the road because if the win is worth three or in my crazy scenario it's worth six then there's just no point in playing through that at times we're at the same as a loss maybe. you seem to be
3: in the minority of hockey fan like a hockey super fan of like actually being interested in making the sport better I feel like a lot of hockey fans that I know my buddies that I like uh, stop, stop suggesting changes. Obviously some of my changes are jokey and weird, but like even in general of like some of these overtime rules come up and they're like, It's fine. No, it's not fine. And nobody not. thinks it's fine. No, I think the majority of fans are like
4: leave it the way it is. Like yeah. Well, I mean, actually,
3: you're saying it's the not problem fine, is, but you, you want to go back to the time, a long time ago, when it was when so you're the quintessential of, like, just stop changing my sport. John's an old man. If you, if you,
1: hate, if you hate ties so much, just play overtime until someone wins. <laughs> But that's not feasible with like the. Why is that not feasible? Because of the schedule, too many games. Schedule and so schedule and fewer games football. and play them all until somebody wins. You're a terrible commissioner. But then for, for the
3: so much money, you just gave up of like, wow, well, we're just gonna play them all and cancel next game.
4: Well, we complained about how long baseball games have gotten. So games are yeah, but and, you know, that's two hours of overtime. A four-hour, four okay, four hour a four-hour nine-inning baseball
1: game is a very different thing than a three-overtime hockey. game. Yeah, but they Why? Got uh, they're the same thing. There's still four hours. Of nobody energy. is. Nobody is watching an overtime hockey off game, like in the playoffs. And okay, well, regulation. don't even think oh, about like. Come on,
3: don't even think on about right people the people fans. Think about the players. They're gonna be like, I'm going to shoot the commissioner if I have to play another three overtime games in fucking February. They'll just pull their goal one. Yeah, they're like I, I have to play in two days in Edmonton. I'm not gonna play my guys.
1: Well, I think they should get rid of any back-to-back games and get the scheduling. Because better.
3: you also just made regular wins as like more important than overtime wins. They're like this game doesn't just matter. Just fuck. Just put the fourth line. Guys okay, we're not gonna there. do both. And fans are like, I'm not gonna make wins worth bullshit. ten points
1: and ties worth one point and also make overtime goal for the seventy hours. <laughs> right, I'm saying, John. You're fired. <laughs> All right,
3: I'm saying you asked me about this four NBA. minutes ago, doing a terrible and now you're ridiculing
4: everything NBA. I just thought. Of. This worked out exactly <laughs> the way it was. So what
1: <laughs> were we going to talk about, about? How we were going to talk about your sport? I just wanted
4: A-G-O to
3: get you on the, the, the ropes first off. All right, you talking about my sports.
1: All right, so you're not going to like my first idea. which is every every mini basketballs, two basketballs. Why aren't there fewer games in the NBA? Everybody wants fewer games, except
3: for the. You people can't see me, but I'm showing him exactly why they're. On the
1: why would you not want anything, anything that the
3: owners wants in the end? I'm not saying that it's right. Owners, as you're asking as me fan, why. You, because they have want determined anything the owners that they can make money on 82 games. They can't make money on 90. They can't make money on 70. They decided that's the number of games they can make money. On.
1: So instead of 53 important games that people actually will want to come to you're asking for 82 games where that draw 6,000 people in it. Right
4: well,
3: I
1: mean, the
3: attendance is Sunday not great, day, but it's not they terrible. They I mean, it's, it's day, up year. It's fine. By it's by maybe not up day, year. By it's by fine year Okay, so I would say the same thing about baseball. For the most part, people go, do you really need 162 games? I agree 100 You could do 120, right? Sure. You could. But... I would sort of take a boring baseball game on a Wednesday than making each game like 0.5% more important
1: that's what really matters in LA they so I don't so, a,
3: a right so there's, there's a reason for that that,
1: more important yeah. games the,
3: the more ga- the fewer games there are the more important they are which I like there's more drama but I just in, in general in favor of like more games even if they mean less like if we could figure out a way I'm not trying to change the subject but if we could figure out a way to make like the NFL safer like less dudes like themselves at age 40 and have like 20 games up 16 or 22 games, or whatever, that'd be awesome. It'd be so fun. What we talked about on the, the, the games, podcast. mean less, right? But there's more of them, and I generally just like watching it,
1: so that'd be cool to me. I genuinely. I'm a little surprised that the NFL has not been like, you know what, we're going to start July 1st, we're going to end March 1st. That's crazy. We're going to play, every team's going to play every two weeks, and we're going to have a 22-game season.
3: They clearly know how bad this is, even though they're not admitting it. Yeah. Yeah, no, dudes will die. die." Yep. Dudes will die. So, yeah, you could for sure do a, I mean, I feel like we all knew as fans who the best teams were at, like, 50 games, 60 games. Something around there. You could do it, but it's just less games. I don't know. I don't want to watch less games. I'm not. I'm a big fan. I want to watch. I want to watch 82 games, even though they're stupid and don't mean.
1: Money. Yeah, but with this, you could watch like three really important games every night if you want. There'd be like three, four games a day. I haven't done the math on this, but this okay. would be like. It'd be like the playoffs, except all season. You could just sit down and lose yourself in a haze of
3: basketball. If you made the stakes higher for whatever reason. All
1: right, let's also make it so only four teams make the playoffs in either time. All right, now I really like it. I actually do love that. I'm, I'm always in favor of fewer teams making the playoffs because
3: there's less chance of some stupid lucky team winning it all.
1: But... We're I'm trying to come up with a scenario in which only two teams make the playoffs. Okay, like 1950s baseball finals. You're just gonna play all season, and whoever wins the league. Now you're at
3: like a 95-game schedule.
1: You mean total? Yeah, there's 95 NBA games the whole season. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Oh, man. Did Clarence pay you to stand up? No. But is it, wouldn't that be an interesting league to watch? No. Yes, it would. The league is fine. All those meaningless games where Philadelphia is playing Boston, and they're both playing their third game in four nights, and everybody's just like, there's actually someone asleep. The basketball."
3: There are useless games in every sport,
1: obviously. And now I just got rid of 30 for every team.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I wish you wouldn't have, because you just gave them a bunch of revenue. You're a terrible commissioner of this sport. And their
1: TV contract is Skyrock. Also fired from this sport. You're no, the fired TV guys. contract is through the roof. <laughs> no, it's They're not. It's printed money. You,
3: okay. Do you think that you're going to be able to make up enough ratings to, like, cut the schedule like 30%? You're going to get, like, a 12 share on a random yes. fucking yes. Orlando versus Atlanta game on a Saturday? I'm saying maybe not. <laughs> All right. Is this your only idea? Do you have more. This can
1: be my only idea. No, we should do this every Come on. Week. I thought you had more. I do have more. Let's get rid of the salary cap. You
3: want to play, play? You want to play? You want to play these yeah, ideas out like
1: on a week basis? No, I'm just. I'm serious. Track. I'm not. I'm not married to any of these ideas. I just want to see your reaction. Well. I want to know what somebody who thinks about this stuff way more than. Me.
3: Things uh, about this. Salary,
1: getting of the salary
3: cap would be fun to see for a couple years. I imagine there'd be a guy like uh, What's-His-Face in Brooklyn, who's a multi mafia guy,
4: who would just be like, uh, I'm going to hire every
3: player. And he'd just, like, sign max contracts to 25 guys.
1: Well, there are no max contracts anymore.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, he'd give all of his money away.
1: Would... That's, isn't that a good thing if you're a player?
3: As a player, it'd be great. Yeah, players are not going to buy I actually would really like a uh, salary cap for a team, just for fun purposes of keeping competitive, but no individual salary cap.
1: So the salary cap would be $100 million, and the Cavs could give LeBron $92 million.
3: Because somebody would offer LeBron $92 million. Yeah, right? If you got a couple of rookies on a good contract, and you're like, dude, uh, let's just pay LeBron. All the rest of the money because we I think that would be great. I'd love to see that because whoever has LeBron is getting paid. I mean, they've run the analysis. Like LeBron is making whoever like 100
1: million, 200 million, whatever it is, per year. Poor guy. So it would basically just be like an auction draft in fantasy football where one say, guy is like, oh, how about that? And add on, no more NBA
3: draft. Yeah. Use your money for that. Yep. So, Carl Anthony Towns tonight. We're not looking at to see who's drafted in. It's the night of. You can choose what team you went to. The the Wolves made a max offer. We know to Towns and Okafer and Russell and whatever and then we like just get not
4: have we would have gotten none of them we would have had zero we would have ended up with Larry Nance Jr. from Wyoming <laughs> <laughs> Larry Nance Jr. is in Wyoming yeah the Lakers just drafted him
1: but it'd be similar he's to college of, like guy. Larry Nance
4: Jr. Larry Nance Jr. is a
1: real player he's a real thing on the Lakers He just the Lakers drafted I can him the yeah. that's their future Larry, Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. Jr. J-R. yeah, yeah. So three more yeah. Uh, anyway could
3: that's another we could Talk about that in the future. Uh, To sum up, in summary, I know I talked for ninety-five percent of that. I'm very sorry to everybody who's listening, uh, (laughs) but I'm very excited. Um, I got full on Catwood. The Timberwolves are a worthless, terrible
4: franchise, but I'm so excited to watch them.
1: That's a good summary.
4: Yeah. Ian's already talking about how many tickets we're going to buy for the, for the, yeah. for the season. You ten guys are we going 10-pack? Are we going to the season yeah. opener for sure? What are we doing? It's amazing. You know, it, they're
3: going to be cheap this year, and then next year it's really going to show some promise, and then the renovations are going to be done, and then it's they're just going to be the prices for us regular world. folks. We're not going to be there ever again. We're never going to see the inside of the Target Center. That sounds great. How worthless they are.
1: Goddamn renovation. Are you guys going to start? What was that game called? Court rivals. Court rivals. Yeah. Is it court, court rivals? I already pulled it up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Remember my username?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's amazing. We should have. We should definitely get a league or team. They have not been paying attention to us for the last half hour. <laughs> oh, that's great. You can just poking away
1: at us. <laughs> well. yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, I love you.
3: I believe that we were the sports jammy jam with rancid phil and the nunchucks and, and the sun Love you. hits
0: the back of my neck through a crack in the window shade i blow it off i blow it off because i keep outside in the ears and eyes of friends i'm